0: Good morning, church. It's a wonderful day, isn't it? Today's a very, very special day. Do you know why? Do you know what day it is? It's my birthday. Yes, April 12th today is my birthday. And today I'm years old. That's true, that's right. I'm years old. See, see the photos from, uh, from my last year's birthday? See there on the right? Um, you know I'm getting old when my, my, uh, my family gives me that birthday cake. See that? That's a vegetable birthday cake. Can you believe that? And then the photo on the left there, uh, we went out to cheesecake, the Cheesecake Factory, which is my favorite restaurant. And the the servers there were singing happy birthday to me. And, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I'm really sad because my favorite restaurant, the Cheesecake Factory, is closed, except for takeout. And I mean, who wants to get Cheesecake Factory takeout and not actually sit in the restaurant? But you know, no, it's not the same thing. And so I tell you what, since it's my birthday today, I've got a special treat. I want to do something very special. Now, don't worry. You don't need to send me any gifts. You don't need to have any parties for me. So instead of you giving me something for my birthday, I want to give you something. Right here from my favorite restaurant, I have three gift cards right here. Three gift cards for a slice of cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. And so if you're watching right now on highcrockchurch.online.church on Sunday morning, and I hope you are, at either our 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock service, uh, you can join us, and you can join us on the live chat line. And we often get on uh, that chat line about 15 minutes before the service starts, and we chat with one another. We visit with one another. We have fellowship with one another. We say, good morning, so-and-so. How you doing, uncle? How you doing, auntie? And so hopefully you're on the chat line and you're already sharing with one another and uh, greeting one another this morning. But I wanna give away these three gift cards for cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory because it's my birthday. So I'm gonna have a little contest, and I wanna give it away If you can chat on the chat line, and if you can type in happy birthday, Major Phil, now there's a catch, you've got to listen before you do it, happy birthday, Major Phil, I will give a gift card to the fourth, the seventh, and the ninth person that types in happy birthday, Major Phil, all right? And if you do that, and if you're the lucky person or persons, our, our ministry team is, is hosting the site, and uh, they'll acknowledge you, so uh, do that. Wish me a happy birthday, and you may win a free slice of cheesecake. So you know what, that's my way of just saying thank you. Thank you today for joining us. Thank you for joining me and celebrating my birthday with me today. Thank you so much. Well, we all know that it's just not my birthday today, but more importantly, it's Resurrection Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. So I want to be the first to say to you, Happy Easter to each and every one of you. And thank you for joining us here at the Salvation Army Kroc Center Church, Hawaii. Isn't it a glorious day? Today, whether you're in Kapolei, or, or Eva or Pearl City, or Makakilo, or Waipahu, or Waianae, or maybe even in California, or perhaps Australia, and and maybe even the Marshall Islands. We celebrate with millions of others around the world the greatest event in the history of the world, which is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. After all, Easter is the most sacred day of the Christian year. It's the day we celebrate life over death and hope over fear. Can you say amen to that? And so, as we normally do on an Easter Sunday, I would stand up here and I would say, He is risen, and the congregation would respond by saying, He is risen indeed. And that's an affirmation that we believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead from the tomb on the third day on Easter Resurrection Sunday. So we're going to do this. I'm standing here in front of an empty, uh, empty chapel this morning. But I know that you are listening, and so I'm gonna ask you to do that wherever you are, whether you're at home or in a car, with your family, or with your Ohana group, or maybe you're just with yourself or by yourself. When I say he is risen, if you can just respond wherever you are uh, and say he is risen indeed. Okay, so let's try that. I'm gonna say it a few times. So here we go. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen amen amen he is risen indeed and so today easter sunday quite a contrast from last friday which was good friday just two days ago on good friday death had triumphed evil had won the battle over good the promised one's body lay lifeless in a tomb and i'm very glad that the story didn't end there you see if it did We would not be here today, would we? There would be no Easter service to attend. In fact, there would be no church to attend. But it's Sunday morning now, and I'm so glad it is. Why? Because he is risen. He is risen indeed. And so I'm going to ask you to turn to your Bibles, and we're going to look at what happened on that very first Resurrection Sunday. We're looking at the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10, and if you want to find that in your Bibles and follow along as I read it, uh, that would be great. And it's a familiar story. It's well known, and you hear it every year. So I'm going to challenge you today. I'm going to challenge you to allow God to help you to see something new, something fresh about the Easter story and what it means to you personally. Now, I want you to pay particular attention to three simple phrases that I'll refer to as we read this passage of scripture. And these phrases were spoken by the angel at the tomb, and it was then reiterated by Jesus in this passage. So let's read it together. Matthew 28, verses one through 10. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rode back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. And that's the first phrase. Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Just as he said, come and see. That's the second phrase. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell. That's the third phrase. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. I like that phrase. I don't quite understand it, but they were afraid, yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. There it is again, do not be afraid. Go and tell, go and tell my brothers to, to go to Galilee. There they will see me. So let's take a look at that first phrase this morning. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Now obviously the women who came to the tomb were afraid. They didn't know what to expect. They certainly didn't expect to see the stone rolled away and an angel sitting on it. They were filled with fear because their teacher had been crucified. The angel must have sensed their fear and anxiety and thus his words, do not Be afraid. You know, our journey in life is not always easy. Sometimes that journey is filled with fear. And I've got to be honest with you this morning. Trying to live our lives in the midst of uncertainty with this COVID-19 coronavirus, sheltering at home, wearing masks, hoarding toilet paper, It's easy for fear, you know, fear for the virus, fear of the virus, fear of the unknown, fear of losing my job, fear of losing my house, fear of of losing my loved ones. It's easy for fear to take over our lives. So let me ask you a question this morning. What is your greatest fear? What really worries you and scares you? What do you lie awake at night thinking about? You know, it's interesting. I did an informal survey a, a few years ago in our church, and I asked that question, what is your greatest fear? And here are some of the responses. There was the fear of losing their job and not being able to provide for their family. Others feared the thought of losing their faith, the fear that they will not go to heaven or perhaps die with a lot of regrets. Some had the fear of not fitting in, of not being liked or not being loved. Some had the fear of being lonely. We think of today of social and physical distancing and people having to stay home and sometimes alone by themselves. Some feared getting old, like I just got another year older today. The fear of the unknown, the uncertainty of the future. You see, fear touches all of us. And in many different ways. Did you know that this phrase, do not be afraid, or in other versions of the Bible, to fear not, is actually written about 365 times in the Bible, one for each day of the year? You see, God doesn't intend for His people to spend their days preoccupied with anxiety and worry. God's repeated mentioning of the phrase, do not be afraid, is clear evidence that he didn't want our minds clouded by fear. God's encouragement is especially evident in Psalm 23, verse 4. And this is the New Living Translation. And we all know Psalm 23. But this is how this translation translates verse number 4. It says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, And it may seem that we're walking through a pretty dark valley right now. But the psalmist says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you, for you, God, for you, Lord, for you, the good shepherd, you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. And so on that first Easter Sunday, the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. And then Jesus Christ himself said that again in verse 10, do not be afraid. You see, Jesus knows exactly what you're going through, and he cares about you. Jesus said, don't be afraid, for I am with you. You see, the message of Easter is a message of hope and promise. In a broken and hurting world, in a world filled with fear, Jesus, through his death and resurrection, brings light and life. Jesus said this in John 10, 10, He said, I have come that you might have life and that you would have it more abundantly. So he not only promised eternal life, but a life full of significance and purpose, a life free from fear and anxiousness. He promises a peace, a peace that we cannot fully comprehend, but it's a peace that will guard our hearts and our minds from fear and worry. And Jesus said this in John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, be encouraged. I have overcome the world. And so whatever your fears, whatever anxious thoughts you may be having, all the uncertainties of tomorrow, hear Jesus say this to you this morning. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. And let's look at this second phrase now. It's it's found in verse 6 of Matthew 28. Come and see, the angel told the woman, come and see the place where he lay. You see, the the angel invites the woman to come and see for themselves that Jesus is no longer the tomb. And we, too, were invited to do the same. A few years ago, Major Demi and I uh, traveled to the Holy Land. And in Jerusalem, we went to the Garden Tomb. And uh, this may have been the place where they laid Jesus' body, but we were able to go to this beautiful Garden Tomb. And uh, we were at the entrance of the tomb. And uh, you can see on the right the inside of that tomb. And obviously, it's empty. But our guide gave us the invitation. He was in there first, and he says, come inside come and see what it looks like inside the tomb come and see that it's empty and so we went in and indeed it was empty peter marshall gave this wonderful quote and he talked about the stone that was rolled away and it says you can see it here the stone was rolled away from the door not to permit christ to come out but to enable the disciples to go in and so it was an open invitation for the disciples to go in and to see and to have proof themselves. So this morning, some of you are joining us for, chur- for church for the first time today. Or maybe the first time in a long time. Perhaps someone hasn't invited you and you said, okay, I'll just, I'll just come and see. Let me check out this church. Say, I'm just sitting at home and I'm, I'm not doing anything anyway. What else is there to do? Well,. What I want you to do today, before you log off, is to come and see. Come and see the empty tomb. Come and see the resurrected Jesus. And I want to invite you to come and and to take a look figuratively. I know that there are some of you who are seeking and searching, looking for answers to life's questions, trying to figure out what life is all about. What on earth am I really here for? And if you're in that frame of mind, I invite you this morning to come and see. And come with your questions. Come with your doubts. Come with all your baggage. But come just as you are. It's okay. Here in Hawaii, we say, "e which means welcome. Just come. Come as you are. But come with an open mind and with an open heart. And I suppose some of you may be thinking, is the resurrection of Jesus really that important? How is something that took place more than 2,000 years ago relevant today, 2020? Is there anything about it that would make a difference in my life? Well, I invite you. I invite you to come and see. Come and see the empty cross. Come and see the empty tomb. But you need to come and see it for yourself you can't delegate it to someone else you need to be a first-hand witness of the resurrection of jesus christ because god makes a personal invitation to you he says mike come and see that i love you with an everlasting love he says sue come and see that even though you're in the middle of a storm right now i will never leave you nor forsake you James, come and see that if you confess your sins, I am faithful and just and will forgive your sins and cleanse you and purify you from all unrighteousness. Liana, come and see that I have a beautiful purpose and a wonderful plan for your life. Conrad, come and see that the Lord is good. Amen? You know, I've been a follower of Christ for many years as many of you are as well, but I still need to hear and respond to God's invitation to come and see. Phil, come and see that my mercies are new every morning. Phil, come and see that when you are tired and weary, and right now, to be honest with you, I'm very tired and weary then take my yoke, is, that my yoke is easy, says Jesus, and my burden is light. Phil, come and see that my ways are not your ways, and my plans are not your plans, but no matter what happens, I will always abide with you, and that my grace will always be sufficient for you. You see, the angels at the tomb told the woman to come and see with their own two eyes, and today, God extends his invitation to you to come and see. And I want to give you this opportunity right now to come and see, to respond, to receive Jesus as your Savior, to enter into a personal relationship with him. I want to give you an opportunity to make a greater commitment to love and to serve him more. You see, my hope and prayer for each of you today whether you're far away from God or whether you've been walking closely with God for many years or anywhere in between, my prayer is that you would leave here a little bit different than when you entered, that you would be in a better place, that you would have moved one step closer to Jesus in your personal relationship with him. So come and see and respond. And if you want to experience this brand new resurrection life that jesus offers if you want to enter into a relationship with jesus and ask him to be your personal savior right now then i'm going to ask you to just repeat this simple prayer and sincerely mean it from your heart and if you're with others i'm going to ask everyone that's listening to just repeat the prayer so that it may help others who may be a bit shy or, or, or um, uh, not sure, but that would encourage others. So right now, just for a moment, just pause and pray with me. And I'll just say the words, and you just repeat it in your own heart, and you res- you're saying this prayer to God. So just repeat after me, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins on the cross. I believe that you rose again after being in the tomb for three days. And I believe you're alive right now. I ask you to forgive all my sins and give me a brand new life. I believe that I was made by you to live for you. Help me live for you from this day forward. Thank you. That because I am trusting in you, I have the promise of a future in heaven and a purpose-filled life here on earth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, then God has heard your prayer. And let us know. Maybe put it in the chat box. Request some prayer. We'd be happy to pray with you. Well, let me finish off this morning with the last phrase and how appropriate it is um, that after uh, we come and seen that the the tomb is empty, uh, the angel tells the woman in verse 7, Now go and tell. Go and tell. You see, once the women saw that the tomb was empty and they realized that Jesus had risen from the dead, the angel told them to, to go quickly to tell the disciples. And in the, then in verse 9 and 10, as the women run off to tell the disciples, they suddenly run into Jesus himself. And of course, when they come face to face with the risen Lord, their first response was to bow down before him and worship him. And then what does Jesus say in verse 10? Jesus says, "Again, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid." And he commands them, "But go. And tell. You see, whenever you receive good news, when your life has been dramatically changed, you can't help it but tell others the good news. You can't just contain it, you have to share it. And so Jesus says, You've come and you've seen and you've responded. Now go and tell. Just think about it. Say if someone actually discovered an antidote or a vaccine for the COVID 19 v- virus. Wouldn't that be great news? And wouldn't that news spread like wildfire? You see, as we, re- as we have received the good news of salvation, the good news of the forgiveness of our sin, let's not keep it to ourselves. The good news of having a brand new life, a life with meaning and with purpose and with promises, let's not keep it to ourselves, but let's share it with someone who needs to hear it. And as we are blessed by the Lord, Let us be a blessing to others. There's a quote that says Success in the church shouldn't center around how many are gathered, but how many are sent. And this morning, as I look out in our beautiful chapel with about four or five hundred seats, there's not a single person in the seat, in any of the chairs. There's just John up there filming us. Matt's off to the side. And I'm here by myself. And so as I look out in our beautiful chapel, there are no people here. But as you can see in this slide, and I wish I had a picture of the empty church, but it says here the church isn't empty. The church has been deployed. You are the church. And wherever you are, in your homes, on your cars or wherever you may be you are the church so we may not be here gathered physically but you are out there and you are going and telling and sharing the good news with others so this morning as i close let me remind you do not be afraid trust in jesus he is with you his presence is with you wherever you are and he is far greater and more powerful than any circumstance you find yourself in so do not be afraid for he says for i am with you and then he says come and see come and see for yourself and respond respond to his invitation he loves you he cares for you and then when you receive the good news go and tell. Let's pray together. Our heavenly Father, this morning we thank you. We thank you because you resurrected from the dead. You have power over life and power over death. And Father, we celebrate that this day as a believer that is our foundation that Jesus Christ you have risen from the dead and you have risen indeed. And we celebrate that, Lord, and we embrace that. And I pray, Father, for those who've just made a decision this morning to say, yes, I believe in you, Father. I want my sins forgiven. I want Jesus Christ. I want to become, uh, I want to enter into a relationship with Jesus. I pray, Father, that you will send people their way that can help them to grow and to become into the person that you would want them to be. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you for our church family, wherever they may be right now, and I pray that we can all celebrate together the goodness of God and the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. So thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, we praise you, we bless you, and we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Happy Easter, and God bless you.